Throughout the Gospels, we, we see a pattern of Jesus being in proximity and solidarity with the marginalized, uh, the materially poor, the, the sick, the diseased, the ethnic minority, the demon-possessed. Jesus knew that uh, where he placed himself mattered. Many of Jesus' miracles and interactions were in places where teachers of the law wouldn't dare step foot. Jesus always treated the least of these with dignity and respect. Jesus' model of intentionally going to these places where the teachers of the law wouldn't dare step foot uh, can't be overlooked. Jesus knew that though society saw these places as forsaken, that, that he didn't. God didn't. And it's in these places where we see the kingdom of God appear the most. When Stephanie and I moved to Cedar Rapids, one of the first things we wanted to know is where are the places where people don't want to live? Where are the places where people speak poorly about? What are the schools that people don't want to send their kids to? Where are the people uh, in places where, where people uh, just want to avoid even driving through? We wanted to know this because oftentimes it's in these places and it's in these people that God show up the most. Check Matthew chapter 25. We wanted to join in on what God was doing and learn from these people. So we found that place and moved there. And when we moved, our desire wasn't to fix anything as if we were the saviors uh, coming in, but, but rather to listen and to learn from our neighbors and find God activity. That is, finding where God is at work. We truly believe that in these so-called uh, forsaken neighborhoods, that God is not only at work, but there are gifts, there are abilities, there are leaders who are right there in the community. And they've been there for a long time. We also know that when there are under-resourced communities, there, are, there is often poverty. There is injustices, setbacks, that discriminative narratives uh, that, that keep people from flourishing. And as kingdom people, when there are injustices, we want to empower, lift up, and help bring holistic liberation. As we live in Wellington Heights, we listen to the leaders, residents, and organizations who have been there for the long haul. And after listening well, we, we were granted freedom to plant a church right here in Wellington Heights. We planted last year amidst of a pandemic, and God has granted us favor and, and provision in holistic ways. At Wellington Heights Community Church, we are a multicultural, multi-generational, multi-socioeconomic church community with the mission to join God in the reconciliation of all things. And we do this in three ways, worship, reconciliation, and neighborhood development. And we actually just uh, touched on each of those values uh, in the last uh, three weeks. So if you want to listen through those values, go ahead. And, and go to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But we, we believe we are to become worshipers. We're to become worshipers. And we, were be, we are to become reconcilers. 
and then manifest those attributes in a particular place. See, the kingdom of God is not some abstract idea. It is meant to be a concrete reality and firmly rooted in, in a specific geographical place. And Wellington Heights is the neighborhood we believe that God has carried us into. We believe we are to join in on what God has already been doing through the neighborhood and learn to learn from and invest into the neighborhood. Wellington Heights becomes the place where our vision and ministry is rooted. And from there, we seek the shalom of our neighborhood and our city and the rest of the world. See, we, are, we believe what we are called to be right here in Wellington, in Wellington Heights as a base in the community. We're not called to be a fortress church, which is a church that exists in the community, but only cares about the people who attend their church. Not, not really caring about what's going on in the neighborhood or in the city. No, we are not, we are not called to be a fortress church, nor are we called to be a church only for the community. Uh, these churches often are at a, uh, arm's length. and uh, We need churches to be for communities, but there is one thing that they miss, and it is that relational piece. Being with the community. So we are committed to being with the community. That is a church composed of and made up of the people from the community and focused on the issues, the gifts, and the flourishing of that community, of the community that the church exists in. Listen, if Wellington Heights Community Church, if, if, if the church flourishes but the community doesn't, we, we don't consider that a win. We truly want to be a church that the neighborhood and the city can't live without. Listen, Jesus says that uh, they will know uh, you are my followers. They will know you are my disciples by the way you love each other. As the rest of the world looks at the church of Jesus, we are supposed to, uh, they are supposed to see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Uh, faithfulness, self-control. They're, they're supposed to see justice fought for, rehabilitation fought for, stewardship of money, sharing and redistributing of gifts and resources, love, not condemnation. We are to be the light of the world, the salt that preserves, welcoming all to the table, putting the interests of others before our own. We are to die to our sinful deeds and lay down our life for our neighbors. I must say that I am discouraged at the witness of the American church today. We are often seen as unapproachable, closed-minded, pious, much like the Pharisees. We are often on TV and media arguing over whether racism exists Rather, sexism and homophobia exist instead of being known for casting out hate. In the 90s, I remember there were these bands that seemingly everybody wore. Uh, the, the initials on the bands were WWJD. Do you remember what, those, what that stood for? Yeah, what would Jesus do? 
We have to get back to that question. But the answer to that question is easy. He would love people. He would care for the sick, give voice to the voiceless, do everything he could to draw people into eternal life, restoration here on earth as it is in heaven. And we want to reflect that. Pray that we will continue as a, a church community, as, a, as, as a, a leaders of Willington Heights Community Church, pray for us that we will continue to, to walk in humility and obedience enough to carry that out. We don't want to spend time defending God, but acting like God. We believe in the power of the local church, and we want to create a flourishing community of faith within our neighborhood. We want to provide a safe place for people to flourish, not only in their faith, but in all areas of their life. See, the local church has a unique opportunity that no other organization has. The local church has the ability to remain in a community for decades, even centuries, being able to support people from birth to adulthood, from generation to generation. And here at Wellington Heights Community Church, we see ourselves as being rooted here for the long haul. See, church planting is, is so crucial. It is so crucial. But churches remaining in existence and impacting the, the communities that they dwell in decade after decade is even more important. And the only way to remain for, in a community for the long haul is, is to be a church with the community, built by the community, focused on the concerns of the community, preaching the whole gospel of the kingdom of God. See, the gospel that we preach, the good news that we preach isn't some escapist gospel, only focusing on getting people to heaven. See, this gospel, this escapist gospel, minimizes Jesus' mission to restore and reconcile all th things through the church on earth as it is in heaven right now. This escapist gospel minimizes real-life issues that our world is facing. Senseless violence, ecological disasters, extreme poverty, human trafficking, slavery, abusive people, harassment, and injustices of all kinds. See, a gospel that only focuses on the forgiveness of sins through Jesus without addressing injustices and creation care and in our own brokenness is not a complete gospel. I want to say that again. A gospel that only focuses on the forgiveness of sins through Jesus without addressing injustice, creation care, and our own brokenness is not the complete gospel. James says it in the book of James, chapter 2, uh, verse 14 through uh, 17. He says this, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, hey, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does, not, uh, does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is nothing. 
It, if it is not accompanied uh, by action, it's dead. See, this escapist gospel is an inadequate, shallow gospel that none of our biblical forefathers or foremothers lived out. Faith without deeds is indeed dead. And as the slave said to his slave master, thank you for introducing, introducing me to Jesus. My soul is, is free, but it sure would be great if you set me free. Yes, we know that Jesus will come and make all things new. However, the kingdom of God is among you now. He is reconciling all things uh, through himself right now through the church. There is a reality of the nowness of the kingdom of God and the not yetness of the kingdom of God. And we get to participate in all of it. The holistic gospel sets us free from sin to be with God, but it also moves us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And at Wellington Heights Community Church, we want to cultivate uh, the kinds of people who, who care for their neighbors' quality of life here on earth and in eternity. Never shall the two compete. We must proclaim Christ and demonstrate Christ. We see ourselves as a force of unity and as a microcosm of God's kingdom, welcoming everyone to the table of God to worship and praise God and to work together for the greater good of all. We know that God is right here in Wellington Heights, but we want to see God reign in Wellington Heights. And we are thankful to be in Wellington Heights. So we are here, uh, right here in Wellington Heights. Me and my wife, we've, we've lived here for uh, over four years. Uh, the church, Wellington Heights Community Church, is planted right here. Um, we're proud of it. Uh, and, and not only are we here as a church community, um, uh, but we are firmly planting roots right here. So I want to invite Pastor Stephanie up uh, as we have uh, an exciting announcement um, about, what, about some things that we got going on. So Willington Heights Community Church, we are purchasing uh, the beloved Paul Ingalls Center in a house across the street. The Paul Ingalls Center building has a deep and meaningful history in the neighborhood as a location for gathering, inspiring others, and providing access to essential resources. However, due to foundational issues, uh, it, the building remained empty for, for a few years. And we are thrilled to, to purchase these two buildings to firmly plant roots right here in Wellington Heights. Yes, and so the Paul Ingalls Center is going to provide space for hosting church services on Sundays, along with community events and gatherings throughout the week, such as the bi-monthly Wellington Heights Neighborhood Association meetings. It will also be the home base for our set grant-funded program, the Wellington Heights Neighborhood Engagement Program. Now, the home across the street, which we're calling the 16th Street House, will provide additional space for community gathering together. So we are officially kicking off today the Building Hope campaign to engage support to raise the $305,000, which includes both the purchase 
and the repairs necessary for both the Paul Engel Center and the 16th Street House. And so far, nearly $60,000 has been raised. Praise God. Yes, from St. Mark's Lutheran Church and their Lenten project that they took offering for during the Lenten season. Now, this reminds me of the verse that says, Now, glory to God who can do far more mm. than we could ask or imagine. Now, our hope is to complete this project debt-free by January 1st, 2022. Now the project is scheduled to begin this fall. So we're asking for each person who's passionate about the flourishing of the Wellington Heights neighborhood and is passionate about the vision and mission of Wellington Heights Community Church to consider contributing. So we ask that you prayerfully consider how you might contribute and then fill out a commitment card or a pledge that we'll be sending to you in the mail or on our digital newsletter so that we can plan accordingly. So if you aren't signed up for our digital newsletter, if we don't have your address, please comment below or send us an email um, if you would like to be added to our campaign list. And we'll link our email in the comments. Our team has been praying for an opportunity like this for a long time. And it's really amazing and we're in awe to see God's faithfulness coming to fruition. And we want to invite you uh, to join us uh, for an in-person uh, uh, building blessing at the Paul Engel Center. It's going to be August 1st at 10.30 a.m. It's going to be a sweet time. Uh, we'll have a service and then we'll pray over the buildings as a community. So we invite you there. At this moment, we want, we want to take a moment to just thank God for the provision that he has given us uh, in providing these buildings. So would you pray with me? God, we thank you. Um, we know that your presence is, is right here uh, in Wellington Heights. God, we thank you for the provision. Um, and, and as you draw people toward you and you draw people toward Wellington Heights, God, that you would care for us, uh, not only today, but uh, in the long haul. We thank you for our church community. Uh, we thank you for the provisions that you have given us. And God, we will continue to, to uh, walk humbly uh, and, and love mercy and walk, and walk with you. So we thank you so much. Give us the strength. Give us the humility to continue to be in obedience to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we have a few announcements of connection points we can have together before our outdoor service on August 1st. The first being next Sunday at 3 p.m. We're having a peace walk and this will be an hour-long experience. We'll have some community speakers and then we will be closing down the streets for a route throughout the neighborhood and walk together in peace and for peace. We, we want hope, to see you there. Yes, we hope you can join us. 3 p.m. next Sunday, and we're gathering outside of the Paul Engels Center. Bring your friends, bring yeah. your mom, bring your dad, whoever. Yes. And then we are having a neighborhood meet and greet. And this will be on Wednesday, July 28th at 7 p.m. This will be another hour-long connection community gathering. And we will be having Jay's Water Ice provided for anyone who comes. And this is just going to be a time that we can see the building, that we can connect with you and share a bit more about God's provision and God's faithfulness in this past year. We hope to see you 
uh, next week at those two things and also on August 1st for our outdoor service and building blessing. Hey, may you go in peace. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.